0: All right, let's go. Whoever's in charge. Let's do it. Whoever that happens to
1: be in charge. That would be Jake. That would be Jake.
0: Of course it's Jake. Hey, everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart. Where we make today make sense.
1: And I'm Kimberly Adams. Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for joining us. It is September the 18th. We are more than halfway through this month. It has flown by.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally like has. Nope, like it has <laughs> Well, no, you know, I mean, time goes faster when you get older. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, So we'll do some news. uh, We'll do some smiles. uh, And then we will uh, move briskly on about our day. Uh, We'll start with news. Uh, um, Okay, you go first. Go ahead.
1: Well, as it says here in the notes on the document, Kai, please help. We lost a plane.
0: Because your news is my smile. So let's combine forces here. You go first, and then I'll fill in the blanks.
1: Okay, so um, I have a piece from The Hill. Marines issue a stand-down order amid the search for a missing F-35. So there's been a two-day search, I guess, for an F-35 plane that there was a malfunction. The pilot ejected. Thank goodness the pilot is all right and is recovering well. But this $80 million jet is just missing and it's gone. And we can't seem to find it in, forgive my parochial language, but the year of our Lord, 2023. Mm -hmm. We can't find an $80 million jet. And I have read several articles about it, but I do not understand. The maths are not mathing. How? Mr. Foreman. No, totally. Guy. I, I,
0: <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. And that's why it's in my make me smile because you're like, are you kidding me? So I think it's in the lake somewhere. There's probably a zillion little small rural lakes out in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. And this plane is at the bottom of one. And there was nobody around to see the splash or or however this happened. And they will eventually find it. But they're searching now from the air. And I, I, I guess they haven't found it. My make me smile is actually the so there's a site called Flight Radar 24, which um, you know tracks aviation sort of all over the world. And you can, if you're an aviation geek, you can get all kinds of cool stuff on there. They've got the flight paths of all the search planes, and it's crazy because they're like zigzagging all hell and gone over the place over South Carolina to find this plane. They will eventually find it. I'm not. I'm not uh, uh, confused about that. I just think it's it's just kind of rich. But let me just let me just say one other thing about this, and this is the link to the article that you posted uh, from uh, from the Hill, which covers Congress and all things sort of Washington broadly speaking. So what has happened is that there has been a string of aviation mishaps in the Marine Corps lately. An F eighteen crashed, mm-hmm. and then earlier down in Australia, an MV twenty two crashed with with twenty people on board, and, and obviously all those lives were lost, and, and that's a terrible thing. So what has happened? Right is that the acting commandant of the Marine Corps, General Eric Smith, has ordered a safety standout. Two days for all aviation units in the Marine Corps to not fly and just go over safety procedures, safety protocols, and oh, by the way, why safety is important. That stand down thing is not unusual. The reason I bring unusual. The reason I bring it up is because I had to say acting commandant on the Acting commandant, I just Irchman. was
1: about to ask about that.
0: <laughs> Cuz are you kidding me Senator Tuberville? When is this going to stop? I just cannot. Um, that's that's I was
1: reading this week and they say it's going to take years for the military to recover from this backlog yeah well that was that
0: was um yes that so that was the woman who is now the acting chief of naval operations Admiral I think her name is Frank Ketty who has been nominated to replace uh, uh, the outgoing CNO chief of naval operations the the chief officer the uh, most senior officer in, in uniform in the Navy um, but she can't do the job because she's not confirmed. She had her confirmation hearings like 10 days ago, and that's where that quote was from. It is going to take years for the military to recover from this. It's, it's, oh God.
1: You know, that actually reminds me of another piece that I was thinking of putting in today, but I didn't, and but now I'll just ask to put it in the show notes. And it says, Congress is in crisis. There's no clear escape. And the subhead is a quote from Representative Mike Simpson, a Republican from Idaho. We've been seeing this coming. I just didn't think we were dumb enough to get there. And Mm -hmm. that quote encapsulates so many different things. He was talking about the looming government shutdown and the fact that, like, everybody saw this coming. We talked about it on the show right right after the debt ceiling deal. And, you know, and nevertheless, here we are. The Tuberville thing, we saw and and everybody predicted Mm -hmm. the damage this was going to do to the readiness of our armed services, and nevertheless, here we are, and it's, it's wild, and I don't want to just present this like, oh, this is horrible, what can be done? There are things that can be done, which is pressure on your representatives and members of Congress. There is, you know, your own organizing action in your community or whatever other way that you want to engage in the democracy. There are things to be done, but our elected officials are not doing their best.
0: <laughs> can, 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 can I? All right. So, yes. And I would I would mm-hmm. like to I would like it if newspapers and websites around the country would modify those headlines from. Congress is messed up, and lawmakers aren't doing their job, to Republicans in Congress are paralyzing the government. Because obviously it's Republicans in the House who can't, you can push back in a minute, it's Republicans in the House who can't agree on a funding bill. It's Republicans in the House who are going to paralyze things even more by an impeachment of the President on what have to be called, well, let me me be generous about this, for which there is no direct evidence right? Hmm. It is a Republican in the Senate who's holding up military promotions. Democrats for all their foibles, and look, this is arguably a weakness of theirs, are trying to get things done by adhering to norms, uh, but the Republicans can't govern. Discuss.
1: So I'll say two things about that. First of all, in the story that I did for the evening show today, um, my editor and I had quite a discussion over like the last couple of lines in which I was talking about how shutdowns affect recruiting and retention for the federal workforce Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. in this particular economy, um, if there's a shutdown, it will be very easy for outside employers to come in and poach skilled workers from the federal workforce, because they can offer jobs that are not as I think we put it subject to the whims of Congress. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. originally said at the whims of Congress, and my editor rightfully pushed back and said, it's not Congress. Right. And so, but at the same time, we can't say, in fairness, when it's moving that quickly without additional context, you know, because of Republicans in Congress
0: I I, and I, I I sorry sorry go ahead sorry so
1: what we ended up saying was because of some members of Congress right but right. in in fairness yes the issues that we are talking about are coming from specifically the House Freedom caucus which are Republicans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the issue that we're talking about here with the holdups on um you know, military nominations and things like that is, is coming from a Republican in the Senate. Mm -hmm. However, and call this playing devil's advocate and, and both siderisms, if you will, when you are not the party in control, because they do have power in the house, but very little power, Mm -hmm. because they can't get their stuff together, but they don't have control of the presidency, they don't have control of the Senate, you have very few levers to exert your political will. And this is one of them. The debt ceiling was another. And I can't really, from a political standpoint, blame the Republicans for using the tools at their disposal, the tools that are available to them to achieve the goals that they say are important, this particular group, and that they claim they were elected to push at the federal level. Now, they may be like causing, wreaking havoc on the rest of the country, while doing so but they're effectively doing what they're like they were elected to do
0: well well I guess that's my point right Um, Mm -hmm. two things number one we live in a representative democracy uh, which means we the well ish fine but that's the form of government we have right whether it exists in practice is another thing but in theory Mm -hmm. what happens is that we the people seed part of our uh, governing authority, because it all comes from us, right, to our elected representatives, who we then trust to exercise their best judgment to, among many other things, make the government function. I would mm-hmm. suggest that Republican members of Congress are not, in fact, and specifically the House, are not trying to make the government function. They cannot govern. They, they I mean, demonstrably, they can't. I'll be so surprised if if Kevin McCarthy is the Speaker of the House in in like three weeks. Yeah, I was
1: going to give it two, but you're being more generous. Yeah, well, yeah. Um. Well, you're you're
0: you're paying more attention to the calendar, right? Because we're going to get to the shutdown. Um, Yeah. I just it's it's, and and so, point number two, is I think it's incumbent upon us as members of the press. Um to as as margaret sullivan said this weekend in the guardian uh uh yes we should be informative but we have to be truthful first that's Mm -hmm. a paraphrase you know
1: so how different is the oh sorry you go go ahead
0: no no I, i think i think i'm done
1: how different is this level of because it's effectively obstruction. They are happy to grind the government to a halt in order to achieve their political goals or to prevent the political goals of others from being achieved. How different is this from Mitch McConnell saying that his whole job was to make sure that Obama didn't get anything done? Because I feel like that was viewed as political savvy, but this is being viewed as just messy.
0: Well, so so let let's. That's a great example, actually, because mm-hmm. I, I I would suggest that that um, it, it's okay to do what you want to do to achieve your political goals, right, within reason, right, mm. as long as the system can function. And right now, the system can't function. But but going to X means deviating from the norms to prevent somebody else from achieving their political goals, which is exactly what McConnell did in to continue from your example, making him a one-term president, but also not even giving Merrick Garland a hearing by saying, oh, well, we can't do it in an election year and all this jazz, which is historically, which is ahistorical, right? Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not how any of this works. We can't, we can't function that way. And I think as you see, we're not functioning.
1: Yeah, I guess I, I really hesitate to lean too heavily on, historical norms as guidelines for forward-looking behavior like yes there is a place for it but i'm a black person in america Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. if we talk about all of the change that has allowed me to exist in the way that i exist today it was because norms were upended as a black person as a woman as a you know whatever other category you want to put me in. Um, And so like, I I always get a little squeamish when it's like, this is not the way that we've been doing things, we need to, you know, stick to stick to the way that we've been doing things. Like, yes, for decorum, but then if I'm if I'm gonna make that argument, that argument falls apart when I talk about like my own identity in this country. And so I can't then tell people Who do want a country where abortion is universally outlawed, who do want a country where we can walk around with, you know, assault weapons on our shoulders, who do want a country where, you know, you can't teach about LGBTQ plus issues in schools, who are advocating that this is the way that we should be, and we're happy to upend whatever norms exist in order to accomplish that. It is not for me to say that those perspectives are less valid than my own. But, you know, I do hope that we land on the right side of history here and that the arc of history bends towards justice. Um, but I, I always do get a little iffy when we're like, this is abnormal, this is a historical." Well, yeah, it should be in some cases, but which cases and who gets to decide?
0: Yes to all of that. And mm-hmm. obviously as as a white male in this economy, I have a completely different and and uh, um, and far less germane to the conversation viewpoint so so let me go somewhere else while Mm -hmm. agreeing with everything you said Mm -hmm. Uh, the the reason we have had just to get it sort of back to democracy and government and all that function the reason we have had peaceful transitions of power in this country for Centuries is because people respected the norms. Because the person who lost said, "I lost. I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I got to go." Because our elected leaders said that guy lost, this guy won. Yes, guys, entirely different mm-hmm. conversation, right? And and that <laughs> but arguably right. That arguably yeah. Uh, that arguably is is why all of these band aids are being ripped off now.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's adherence to the rule of law or not. That's what we're right, really talking right. about.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So um, many more
1: things to say. I'm going to skip my other sh- news item and get to yours. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> well, well, look, no. So I, I actually think we should just leave it right here. I yeah, think we should leave okay. it right here. We'll come back to the other Jake stuff Jake hit later. the music yeah and we'll talk about the other stuff later because because this was important stuff, and i'm I'm really glad we had this conversation because that's a little bit of what this podcast is for because it's a side of you and me that listeners don't get to hear on on the other platforms that we have
1: and also that's we're processing it too, like everybody else yeah, yeah. like yeah. we're we're turning it over in our heads and trying to figure yeah. out like what do we say in words out right. loud
0: right right exactly so tomorrow Ooh. we're gonna we're gonna be parallel to this if not on the topic we're going to talk about um uh bidenomics and mm-hmm. and in some regards the politics of this economy we're going to do it with a political economist his name is mark Blythe. we've had him on before he is delightful and smart and mm-hmm. has a great accent um fun to listen to <laughs> um uh and and what that all means so that's what we're going to do yeah
1: <laughs> wrong sting Yeah. Oh, we're not doing smiles? Oh, we're going to end it for real there.
0: We're just going to end it right there. Okay. I think smiles do the conversation we had at this service.
1: Right? Okay, fine. Got it.
0: Okay. Make Me Smart is engineered. No, it's not. It's produced by Courtney Berg Today's program was engineered by Jake Cherry. Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Our intern is Neil Farshabandi.
1: Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Okay, I'll have to save my smile for tomorrow. Oh, wait, not even tomorrow. because That's Tuesday. Later, this week. You'll hear it. They'll hold. They all laugh. They'll hold. Yeah. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine...